0: You're listening to The C-Dub Show. Visit us on the Say Something Nice podcast network at ssnpodcast.com. Follow us at The C-Dub Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Acast. And now, on to our
1: show. (laughs) off into season four now these last these next few seasons are all about Jenny's artistic work which irritated me Um, season four is all about um, Jenny publishes some of her parts um, and it starts with what's called the Stacey Merkin situation the Stacey Merkin situation situation is where Jenny has this very somber interview with this New York writer from the New Yorker and she tells all of her, her deepest darkest secrets And then the next day, she wakes up to read Uh, the review, and the review was bad. And she said, fuck you, Stacey Merkin! That's my Jenny. Did y'all like it? Fuck you! Fuck you, Stacey, shut up!
2: She is the worst.
1: Fuck you, Stacey Merkin! So, to get back at Stacey Merkin, this bitch... So, Stacey Merkin's girlfriend is a survivor, and she knows that Stacey Merkin's girlfriend is a veterinarian. She goes to a, a, a shelter to get an old, sick dog and then goes to Stacey Merkin's girlfriend's job to try and, you know, become friends with Stacey Merkin to break the two of their asses up. What kind of tra- traumatized shit is this? Because
2: this it's Jenny and she's trash.
1: She is trash. She is more, like, she, she every season she became more and more trash, though. It's like they kept giving her
3: different personality disorders. <laughs> yes. Every, like, every three episodes. Oh, Is that what it was? Just like, keep one yeah because like there's very clear signs of specific personality disorders it's just never the same one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yeah so she she gets this dog name uh what was the dog's name um shit i forgot because it's important anyway so on to shane shane so when she when she left the or when she left carmen at the altar she goes to sherry jaffe land now sherry jaffe is a woman that, <laughs> that shane was started was sleeping with in season two she's a cougar a married woman a rich married woman um and at the time when she was sleeping with her before she had a husband and a daughter and the daughter had a crush on shane the daughter found out and then later the husband found out and they all cut shane off um shane shows That's back up in shane. season three um, She shows up at Shane's shop. Shane now owns a, a skateboard shop called Wax. And she shows up at Wax because, oh, I'm sorry. I never told anybody. We're in season four. Shane's a hairdresser. So she shows up to get her haircut because, you know, white people, like a haircut is like a really big, expensive deal. So and that's why Carmen thought that she was cheating. And she did actually go and sleep with Sherry Jaffe. I like watching um Shane have sex with Sherry Jaffe. Anyway. So when she stands, when she stands Carmen up at the altar, she goes to Sherry Jaffe's house and they are just laying around doing coke and partying and shit. Um, a- After she finally escaped Sherry Jaffe land, she finds out that her her daddy, when he left with the woman, now y'all tell me, because I don't remember who, where she found him. The daddy left Shay behind. Shay is Shay's little brother. But how did she find Shay? Where was Shay at?
3: I don't remember. I don't either. I don't remember that.
1: Because, I mean, she'd been in Sherry Jaffe land, so he did not come back to L.A. with them. I don't, and even when, in researching for the show, I didn't even think until right now. I don't know what, how they found out Shay was there, but Shay ends up living with with Shane, and Shane, as we said, is an irresponsible, was Shane a fuckboy? Yes.
3: yes. Okay.
1: Shane is an irresponsible fuckboy who is not capable of taking care of a child, but here she is with a child. Um and yeah that'll come back let's see Max enters a heterosexual relationship so Max is has oh now you my know God. Yeah, Max has now really started to feel that he wants to live life as a straight man he gets a job at some place where they already from the get go is being homophobic toward, toward him but he goes for it anyway him and Jenny break up because Jenny doesn't like who he's been on this illegal tea which has been kind of fucking with him and making him very, you know, aggressive. And so she breaks <laughs> up with him and when they're in Canada. So he's all distraught, kinda like me right now. And he oh, <laughs> God.
3: wait, hold on. Oh, my God. Uh rewind. Mm-hmm. So ending at Shane's house, uh, because Carla, his mom has fallen back into drug addiction. Yes. But when do we does he just show up? No, so they go back to the house after having a run with Sherry Jaffe, and Shane shows up and like, just Shane. has been left on the doorstep essentially. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there we have it. Oh.
1: So, um, I don't. Some kind of way, Max mentions to his boss that he's going through a breakup, and then the bro- The boss says, "Well, I have a, a nice daughter." And introduces Max Ugh. to the daughter, and and the daughter is so oh. enthralled and can't believe that Max is such a, a you know compassionate man. She's never met a man that compassionate about women's issues. It got blah 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 blah. blah, blah. So now Max is in a heterosexual <laughs> relationship. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So now Max is in a heterosexual relationship. And he, I mean, at one point, they have a pool party. Everybody else is in, in you know, trunks and bikinis. And poor Max is there in some some uh polyester pants and a button-down shirt. Okay. Ooh, child. Poo, ooh, child. Ooh, ooh, child. Um, This is the season that Sybil Shepherd joins the cast. So you know they got Pam Greer, So why not get Sybil Shepherd? So Sybil Shepherd joins the class as late in life, late in life lesbian Phyllis Kroll. She is the boss of Bet, who is now a dean at the fictional California University or some. Um, and like he is unqualified for right. Well, I mean she's a, a art bigwig. She can do anything, right? Um. So Sybil Shepherd is her her boss. We find out later on that maybe in about episode two or three that she thinks that she might be a lesbian and we're just gonna leave that there for right then oh my god Will you guys tell me your thoughts about Sybil Shepard as the late and light lesbian oh good night <laughs> <laughs> oh, Good
2: the whole night I will not, not today Satan, not today
1: <laughs> wait, wait. wait, why not today, wait, I mean late uh-uh. life lesbians nope. wait I don't have either
2: you, either you like pussy or you don't We are not doing that today well, I mean but the good thing
1: so is that, you know what the, 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 the good thing is that she eventually says I am a lesbian and she just, you know Leave her husband and everything. So she didn't waffle. She's she's too much of... Nope. Y'all are terrible. I'm going to just say say this about Phyllis. I'm going to just say this about Phyllis. Okay, listen. I'm going to say this. Because she is a very organized individual... You know, she really thought about it. Like she really did her research in her homework, and we're we're gonna we're gonna Is that what we're calling it? She, no, she did. Is that what we're doing? She, she, she is even, that what we call it now? She even had no look, she even had a book with like lingo. Like I'm not gonna oh, well, play then, it now. She is
2: halfway there.
3: I'm just I'm saying a research project.
1: <laughs> and then when she did when she made her decision <laughs> that she was a lesbian. She what she went all for it. She a lesbian now, bitch. Don't don't bother me. She read her notes first,
2: cause no,
3: she did. She did read her notes. Uh, Look, what I will like... say for this, what I will say for this is they took here that we all love from Moonlighting, who we all think should have been a lesbian on that show, and gave us what we wanted. Yes. But that's all I can say for that character. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, just. Yeah.
1: I didn't think yay or nay, but I, feels, I just thought she was funny. So, wait a minute. I wanted to season six, episode... I'm sorry, season four, episode six. Where is it? Okay, yes. I, this is a rule that I've learned being a lesbian. And Bet gives Alice the rule. And, you know, we should all heed the rule. Um... So, this is a conversation between Bet, um, Phyllis, and Alice. So, just hold on one second.
2: I'll let you get that. Phyllis. It's because she met Leonard. If I didn't have a husband, everything would be different.
3: Alice on line four.
0: Phyllis, can you hold on for just a second? About oh, Alice. Alice you have to break up with
1: her I already broke up with yeah, her yeah well you re-break up with her because some lesbians you know what you have to break up with them more than once that's the rule some lesbians you gotta break up with more than once it's it's mm-hmm, you it's ain't no okay I'm done with you you got it yeah um so yes as you can see phyllis becomes a late in life lesbian she starts she meets up with them at the planet one day and she meets Alice. she becomes completely taken with alice and they have this very awkward yet still very intriguing sex scene where phyllis gives alice hair for the first time and now phyllis is in love with alice isn't that the scene where she was like little circles little circles yes but do you remember where she learned the little circles from no. She learned the little circles from because we have not introduced her yet. She learned the little circles from Poppy.
0: Oh yeah, Poppy did come in this season. Mm-hmm. That's where she was. Learned- Poppy
3: had more hits on the chart than Shane. My my favorite insult ever was Bet calling Poppy Chiquita Banana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's so racist, but it's so funny. Okay, well,
1: we're gonna get to we're we're gonna to get to Poppy in just a moment um culture clashes so at this point bet i'm sorry tina is still with tina is still with henry but she's trying to get her friends to be on board you know with her relationship she's not liking that she's being shunned by her friends it's making her feel a kind of way so her and and um what's his face henry have a party he invites all his problematic straight friends and she invites all of her friends and they attempt to get along with each other. It's full with straight men saying all the shit that you know that straight men say whenever, you know, they're around gay people. There's the, the straight man that says, hey, I'm all for it with men. I mean, with women, but, you know, two men. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And then you have the other one that talks about how um their parents would probably rather them not being lesbians. So, you know, they do all the stuff that we want them to do. But there is a particular scene that I'm going to play for everyone right now where they decide to play the game called Celebrity. Um, and, Dear and the thing that was uncomfortable to me about, well, let me play the scene first and then we'll talk about what's uncomfortable about the scene. Hold on. Go? Okay. Okay, ready? You go.
2: Oh, we we won already. This is going to be okay. Ready? Yeah. Actress. She was in I Heart Huckabee's. Tell yeah, me what.
1: No, but funnier. Um, she was in Nine to Five. Oh, she right. oh, bet, okay. oh, uh, oh I know, Kelly I
2: know. Martin What's her name? Um. Oh. <laughs> What's her
1: name? Major Dyke. Major Dyke. He came out big time in two thousand. Uh, I mean, we already knew, but um.
2: um Come on, big business. Dyke. Big uh, business. Sorry, guys. Time's up. Who is it?
3: Lily Tomlin.
2: Lily Tomlin is not a lesbian, is she?
3: Oh, uh, no. And he was on the verge of getting it. The gay clue threw him off. Yeah. Oh, really?
1: Wow. Okay, uh,
3: who's next? Shane. <laughs> right. Try me. Oh, uh, okay. <sighs> uh, <laughs> huh.
2: okay. Um, <clears throat> um. Okay, uh,
0: La Tigra. And Julie Ruin, Bikini Kill.
3: Ah, oh, easy. <laughs> I know it. Thank you. So <laughs> easy. <laughs> One more time. No. <laughs> <laughs> Kathleen Hanna. What's she a celebrity for?
1: Oh, he just pretty much started the whole Riot girl music scene. I would scene, like to but, say, I don't get okay. any of these records
3: either. What's the Riot girl? Really? No. <Nah>. Okay. <laughs> Who's next? This is a little skate pump. Do I get it? My turn, my turn, my turn. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I well, can't I don't, do this. I don't know who Terrell Owens is. <laughs> 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 oh, what? Really? Football place. <laughs> Oh, my God. uh, He's the most talented receiver in football. And he appeared with a Desperate commercial. She dropped her towel. Okay. The Desperate... What?
0: This is excruciating.
3: It was excruciating
1: for me, too. Um... (laughs) Oh, my God. That is hilarious. It was, like, like, painful. (sighs) And I think the thing that makes it excruciating for me is, like, they're, like, oh, they don't know our gay shit. And I'm looking at them, like, y'all wouldn't know our black gay shit. So, shut the hell up. Well,
2: it's, like, you bring a whole bunch of, like, a couple black people in a room full of white people. And they're, like, bringing up celebrity and they bring up Ozzy Davis and they're like,
1: who's the who? Ozzy Davis? They, 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 look, these women <laughs> on the show didn't probably didn't know who Ozzy Davis was until he appeared on the set. And they still probably don't know. He's a legend. He's a legend for what? what he do? You don't know, do the right thing? No, you don't. Y'all know that. Y'all know none of them shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, God. yeah. All right. So this is the season and this is where it gets starts to get good, at least for us black folks. This was the season when we were introduced to Poppy and Tasha. So at the beginning of the hey, season, Poppy. um Alice's chart which of course it went from being just a a picture on her desk to being something on her wall to being the subject of her KCRW show and at this point it's now become a website. I um, it's it's you know so funny cuz what year did we say this was again 2006,
3: 2007 something like that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: It becomes, you know, it's her blog. You know, people weren't really blogging as much back then, so this was a, a whole new concept for folks. Um, And she creates a blog called Our Chart, which is based on the chart. Which I think it's still online. Is it? Oh, I want to know if I'm on it. I think the... it's still up. Is the chart on there or just Our Chart? The chart was still up. Oh. I wonder if I'm on the chart. I don't think I've had any sex with anybody who would put their shit on a chart, so... Probably not. I wish I could say the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. So, um, so, anyway, yes. So, she's she's now got the chart online where people can go in and actually put their, you know, put their business on the chart. And you can go in just like she's always done and tell who is what. Um, so, she, after she plugs in all of her friends and all these people, she finds out that there is this other person. They've always held up Shane as this person who has had sex with so many people blah 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 but they find out that there is a woman somewhere in East LA who's actually had sex with more women than Shane and they can't believe it because I mean East LA ew so she goes off in search of the person who is obviously Latino they gave her this I had issue with them just calling her poppy like all of that was yeah she goes off. She can't find. She like spend... she's
3: not even a poppy. Like I know some lesbians that I would a thousand percent call poppy. She, she is she not, is one, of not one of them.
1: Right. So for the first three episodes, she spends the whole time looking for Poppy, <clears throat> which is weird because I think that she's she's back on KCRW. Did they actually fire her when she went through the Dana? I thought they fired her when she went through the Dana shit. Anyway, nobody
3: knows how these bitches work and make money. Work and How
1: they live? They're always at the planet. So. Um, so she goes through the whole three episodes looking for Poppy. She finally tracks Poppy down. I don't know if she got a message on the chart or something. So she goes down to East LA. She's in a seedy, a seedy alley. She doesn't know what's going to happen to her. She hears all this Spanish music and she's afraid. And there's men in the alley. And then someone pulls her into a limousine and it's, it's Pappy. Not Poppy. It's Pappy. So Pappy. That is how Alice does it. (laughs) Happy takes her to a Mexican restaurant where they, hey, how you doing? All the stereotypical shit to let you know that they are in a quote unquote traditional Mexican restaurant. Blah blah blah. She goes to meet Poppy, um, and they talk about what the chart is. Poppy is a, is apparently more way more into this whole chart thing than Alice because you know POC women we are very competitive and we want to be the big letharia. So yeah, that happens. And in, in this scene that I'm going to play is the first time that Poppy actually meets Shane. Remember, like I said, Poppy is very into the chart and is not feeling having this white girl who is on her heel. So, my little lesbian planet. Oh my god, this Poppy. Exactly hey, hey, chicas, what's up? <laughs>
0: for but uh, win. so it was nice to meet you i'm gonna go So that you gonna come yeah
1: so that was the first time that shane met poppy we need to let's for these next three sections we just gonna wrap it all up in this conversation about how the l word completely fucked up when it came to pappy and then We're later there, tasha let's just li- put it all out there on the table so, but first, let me give you the history. Poppy is, of course, we said Poppy was the one with more hits. Poppy ends up sleeping with um Alice and then Helena in the same day. Later on, they have a party at at Alice's house where um, Poppy invites her friends. One of them is Tasha, um, who is a no. That's not where she met Tasha. She met her somewhere else. But anyway, some kind of way you meet Tasha. Tasha is a um just back from Iraq and supposed to be a big big black butch lesbian. Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> because there's so much. There's so much to discuss with Poppy and Tasha, all the way down to the fact that they didn't. They started with what they thought was a storyline. Halfway through season four, Poppy just gets lost, and she just kind of starts showing up random places for no reason. So, so, so first she's not at the planet. Now she at the planet all the time. What? No. Then like, who's coming from East LA all the way to oh, we Hill just, to, hang, just out with some hang out with some white yeah, chicks and drink coffee? But now suddenly she's just there all the time, so she ain't got no storyline. Um, you got Tasha not dating Alice, which is what they should have done. Well, I, well, oh, you're talking about Poppy, yeah, that would yeah. have been a lot more fun than what they eventually did was put Tasha with Alice. I can't even figure out who put the two of them together, and then there's the whole issue but, with their you know visually. Their look, not knowing how to even dress them, like you, you in LA, you couldn't find no black studs or black butchers to tell you how to dress these women. Okay, <laughs> like it's so much, it's so much.
0: I think it was like along the line, not making them too, look, look too aggressive, and making them still like because again, this is a lesbian show that was really appealing to straight people, like Stephanie said. So you don't want to make them too butch or too um, studly looking. So they kind
1: of kept Tasha really soft. Yeah. But with I'm all that black and gray. Angry. Yeah, just angry. That's the other thing. So you're saying that we, now I want to go flashback to season, this is before they had the baby. So maybe season two. Side note, I'm about to bring up somebody from Greenleaf because she was on Elworth. So somewhere around season two. Oh yeah, because that's how, that's how they met um, the Carpenter. So that was season one bet and tina were in therapy and they had there was it was all white people in the therapy except for this one black woman who they were able to pay they paid her as the angry black woman who went after bet for not knowing you know um not muting her blackness or you know only considering herself a lesbian and not a black lesbian all this kind of stuff who also happens to be karina from uh, carissa i'm sorry from greenleaf um but like it was a valid point made in a really bad way exactly yes like they like it was important to talk about but once again as we said with most of the stuff in the l word, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing um but later on tasha they they dressed them both to look exactly alike they both was two skinny black ladies no no just to skinny women but okay they're both two skinny black women in ill-fitting clothes that always wore pulled back ponytail, very short pulled back ponytail. It's like y'all, once again, y'all in LA, y'all can't find nobody to do their hair. Y'all can't do nothing. It was bad.
3: Well, and the funny part is that okay, I don't remember the actual Tanya. I don't remember the actress's real name, but that stereotype has followed her because the next thing she made was um, Girl Trash Up only Night, a criminal version.
1: Oh. I mean, you
3: talking about the one that played Tasha? Demeanor dressed. Literally, the next thing she plays, it's the same thing. She's just a criminal version of Tasha. And then every subsequent thing she's been in, it's that same stereotype. Like, it's, it's
1: except for when she was in her. Something New with Sanaa Lathan. When she plays a, a a debutante or whatever.
3: I've never seen that movie because the white guy makes me nervous. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, she she plays <laughs> one of the girlfriends. And she's a total femme. Like, when I first saw it, I said, what? Yeah. Like a total femme. Not to say that femmes can't play butchers. That's a whole other conversation. But it was just kind of weird the way that even if you're gonna have her play a butch, like they could have did better. They didn't know how to write stories for them. They didn't know how to, you know, dress them. It's like they just some they read some article somewhere that said the L word don't have no black and brown people and just threw them in there. And then we are gonna see what happened. Hmm. Sound about right. Yeah. And then the only reason that because we'll find out when we get into season five, Poppy goes away. The only reason that they kept Tasha is because they were able to rally around her with a don't ask, don't tell storyline, which we'll get into in season five. That's the only reason. Otherwise, she would have been gone too, because they couldn't stylistically, they just could Do You know, there was this rumor, and I've never been able to see if, substantiate if it's true or not, and we'll talk about this again in season five as well. There was a rumor that they did actually film an episode of The L Word for Tasha at the catch that never aired. No one has ever been able to substantiate oh. if that's true or not, but it feels like... Based on some of the characters that they tried to bring into Tasha's life, it feels like that would be
3: accurate. I'm really glad they didn't do that. Yeah. I would have rioted. They rioted. later
1: on in season five. We're gonna meet these women called the Coco. I'm not gonna get too much into because I want to talk definitely about that. We meet these women that are that are um, represent a team called the Coco Girls, which it sounds like something that would happen at the Catch. So, but anyway, okay. So that happens with Poppy and Shane. We are no. no that those are one of that's one of the major big problematic things that the L word is going to have to fix for this reboot. If you're going to have people of color, you got to be able to accurately portray them. They were able to put they were able to wrap Carmen up in what they want her to be. You know what I'm saying? And aside from when they sent her to East LA to visit her family, she was very much like these white women when it came no. to Tasha and Poppy. They couldn't handle women who were not just like these. Even the the characters couldn't handle it. The writers couldn't handle it. Nobody could handle it. So, too much butchiness. All right. So, here's an interesting question. Is this where the L word jumped the shark? Was was putting Tasha and Poppy into the L word, was that when the show itself jumped the shark? Do we all know what jumped the shark is? Yes. Uh, uh Uh-oh. Someone doesn't like that. I
3: watched act. Glee.
1: I know. <laughs> so, yeah. for listeners who don't know, jump the shark is a moment when something that was once popular no longer warrants the attention it previously received and makes an attempt at public at publicity publicity which only serves to highlight its irrelevance. It, the The term comes from an episode from Happy Days. Where they try to um, revive, I guess you want to say if you want to say revive the image of Fonzie by making him jump over a huge shark. It didn't work, and it has never worked. Some other instances of jumping the shark. Usually when shows jump the shark, they bring in little kids. It's a family show that brings in kids. The Brady Bunch brought in Arthur the cousin. Didn't work. Um the Cosby show brought in Olivia. Eh. eh. I mean, people liked her. It didn't really save the show. Um, so you generally that's what's considering jump the shark. Do we consider Tasha and Poppy when the L word jump the shark?
0: I don't consider them jumping shark. I, shark. I think I actually consider all crazy changes that I saw Jen go through as jumping the shark. Ooh, explain. Yeah, like she went like crazy. She literally like she was. Somebody was saying they feel like she went through a personality disorder that was unnecessary. Like, I think they just kept piling it on, piling it on, just to make it seem, like, outlandish and get you to watch. But I think it was just completely boo-boo.
1: Because she would just always do weird stuff, like the shit with the dog. Yeah. Yeah. Or even at the end of season three, when she, was it season three or season four, when she, end of season four, when she gets lost at sea. Like, how did you end up lost at sea?
3: She's a white girl. (laughs)
1: <laughs> like, like, where did nobody She's saw you? Nobody saw you go off into the sea with the with the raft. You just lost it. See, oh, okay.
0: exactly. Like it was wasn't a sea where Bozo. she was, like having dreams that she was like in a carnival or something like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It was just like real random at a. Those were the cold the open. I was talking story about manatees.
3: Wait, what? The goddamn story about manatees. Wait, what was the oh. story about manatees? she brought it up all the time she's writing this really pathetic short story about fucking manatees and she would bring it up at the most ridiculous times throughout the whole like oh I'm ridiculous. gonna block
1: that shit out
3: Ooh. I really paid attention to what she was saying because I never understood why she was still around so I was always like maybe she'll explain why she's still here no just more energy is cool you brought up a great question for the end of this
1: show so okay at this point <laughs> tina has now left henry which is important she's working at shaolin um one thing that we didn't talk about is that shaolin was a studio that helena brought in season three but then when her mama's tripped her of all her money she also sold the, the um sold the movie studio and the movie studio is um in this season is was one of the companies that is looking to buy the option to Jenny's book. Jenny at this point has published a book called Summer for Parts. And no, they purchased, they purchased the option to Les Girls, which was the... That's why I always got confused. There was Les Girls that was a short story. Or was Les Girls a book?
3: Because she had the short story, she uh, had the book. She had two books, didn't she? So the book got turned into a... Uh, so Les Girls was a book that got turned into a play that got turned into a movie. Gotcha.
1: Okay. Now I'm back on script. All right. So we have that that's where Tina is working and she leaves Henry because she determines that she still loves Bet, but Bet at this point is with Jody Lerner. Jody was an awesome, amazing deaf um artist who comes to work at Cal U and works under Bet, but as Bet does, he always has inappropriate <laughs> She was under
3: Bet all right. Right.
1: She always had inappropriate <laughs> relationship. Prior to Jody, she starts sleeping around with her her student TA, who was also Arizona from Grey's Anatomy. So Yay, for consistency. So, <laughs> so she sleeps around with the student and then she started um jody and her interpreter time starts hanging around and she starts fucking jody and um so now tina knows that she's in love with Beth but now bets with with jody and this goes on for a while um then we have shane shane tries to rebound so shane has this weird thing that's going on with her she decided she couldn't domesticate herself with carmen but now that she got this kid, she got the bug to try and domesticate again. So she meets Paige, who is one of the when Shay gets when Shane gets Shay, Shay take Shane takes Shay to school to get him into <laughs> school, and goes to parent teacher night, and all the mothers are talking about oh, dyke ass Shane, except for this one mother. That's all we you should know to stay away from that woman. If everybody else is talking about you about being a dyke, and she, it's okay. Uh, uh-uh. uh, run, girl. But she didn't. She ended up sleeping <laughs> around with her, and they they make this uh, this uh top ramen family. You know, put in water and stir family between Paige's son, the oh son Shane and Shay. Now Shane's daddy eventually come back. The trifling daddy come back and take Shay away, but. Paige and Shane still stay together. That becomes important towards, I think, till the end of the show. I mean, the end of the season. Helena, by this time, she's having a hard time because her mama just stripped her of all her money and she don't know how to live po. All she had, listen, all she had was a credit card with $3,500. And then Alice told her, you can live on that. She, maybe you can live on that. Really? <laughs> maybe you here? can live on it. Was, no, but the reason she couldn't live on it was the because <laughs> I mean for one month I could live on it here. But anyway, um, she couldn't live on it because she had went and bought some three thousand dollar uh boots. You only got three thousand dollars to your name. You went and bought some three thousand dollar boots, okay, child. So she tries different things. She has to move in with Alice because her mama took everything, she took the business. She took the the penthouse. She took the car. She took everything. So she moves in with Alice. Alice is getting sick of her. So Alice gets uh, Sybil shepherd Phyllis, to hire her to be a caterer. She fucks that up. She goes to work at Wax with Shane. She fucks that up. So they go to this party premiere. Shane has had to take a job with Calvin Klein because Shay has broken his arm Side note. Shay broke his arm when they went to play basketball. Black girls versus white girls. What about that? Let's talk about that. Mm. I've been to West Hollywood Park. Ain't that ain't happening nowhere. Ain't no that's <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not happening at West Hollywood Park. So anyway, so Shay breaks his arm while they're at West Hollywood Park watching the um The black girls versus white girls, which is a very one of another very interesting episode in the poppy Tasha debacle because it was all about them trying to bring some blackness into the L word and all about the white girls not understanding what the fuck was going on. They even have a scene where they go to Foot Locker to buy shoes. It was horrible. So um, Helena, they go to this premiere called Roll the dice of this this movie. They're all going. And the after party is a casino night. And Helena loses all her money to this gambling shark. I forgot the lady's name. Nobody cares. So Helena becomes a big old gambler. She starts going around to these poker games and spending $100,000 a pop and shit. But she's really the lackey of this woman. The lackey and sex slave of this gambling-ass woman. Any notes? Like we gloss over this, by the way. Yes, please. I was going to say, any notes on season four while I'm going? I feel like
3: they just gloss over the sexual predator portion of that. Yes. Like, as they, they've continually done. Like, well, they, well, they tried... Yeah, the, the characters
1: tried to tell her that she was a sex slave, but she didn't believe it. She said that oh uh, girl, Catherine, that's her name, was teaching her how to live on her own two feet.
3: Yeah, but like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just my friends, because my friends would have gathered me by yeah. my baby hair. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> this would not have been happening. They're just like, oh, cool, we told her that didn't work. I'm like, this is why Jenny died and no one noticed this is why shane just adopted a child and you all let it happen like they don't all are yeah, terrible they, friends they don't call terrible nobody out sex. on their toxic behavior on this show no
0: nah, that'd be too much like right
1: i guess then it wouldn't be yeah. no show huh
3: <laughs>
1: so okay so now we're to the part where angus so um <laughs> angus sleeps around with the other babysitter hazel skinny white girl I guess he just couldn't. he couldn't be with the black woman by himself. Oh no, I know what I forgot cuz they had a um they had a an abortion. That was when they did the abortion episode. And so now allegedly mm. to deal with his grief, he decides to step on on Kit and sleep with the skin, little skinny white girl. And everybody knows but Kit. And then when Kit finds out while they on stage, which is another favorite episode of mine when she goes off on him while they are performing. She starts regressing into her alcoholic behavior. And she starts hanging around, having a, she's straight girl dating again. This time she's straight girl dating with Poppy. Now, I know grown men and young boys who have all, not grown, I shouldn't say grown men, grown men and young boys who have all dreamed of sleeping with Pam Greer. The same can be said with old lesbians as well, and myself, because I love me some Pam Greer. So I waited for episodes. I just knew. That she was about to sleep with Poppy and all of my dreams were going to be fulfilled and it didn't. I mean, she slept with yep. her, but it wasn't good. It didn't work out. No, it was not. I was really depressed after that episode aired because I just knew that Pam Greer was about to have a hot ass. She didn't even have her clothes off. I was mad. So I'm sorry, people. Don't be offended that I wanted Pam Greer to take her clothes off. I hope that didn't come off as rapey.
3: But No, <laughs> I, I mean, I think, I think when you're Pam Greer and everyone has seen your boobs in 1968, it's it doesn't kind of a thing. Yeah, I Most was I was very
1: I was very disappointed in the way that that storyline played out, but not in a disappointed in a like, y'all should did better way. Just disappointed in the come on man, you got everybody else having sex with with straight women. You can't. I had to. We had to watch Sybil Shepherd. No one wanted to see that. So yeah. Um, this is when we first get a glimpse of the don't ask, don't tell issue, which is going to become a huge storyline in season five. Um, Tasha gets caught at the races with the ladies by one of her subordinates, who is, as she, as she quoted, a born again homophobe, um, and, and reports her to her corporate major or whatever you call it. And that's when Alice starts, let me talk about this. Alice, I mean, Tasha does eventually bring it up. Alice just keep on seddling her ass down to Los Alamitos, Long Beach on to this navy, on this army base ain't nobody saying nothing. She just walking on.
3: It's not that hard. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> full stop. <style
1: comedy. laughs> Cause she just just in her ass down there all the
3: time. Oh, anyway. Okay, look, before Don Don't Tell got gotten rid of, there was a huge number of lesbians that were stationed there and they would come up on Friday nights and sometimes you would just like cruise on back and down to San Diego with them and just sort of roll on in. And they never asked any questions about the girls in club. You We're are in too
1: with... young to have these type of stories. I was a body little wee hell club kid. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Alright, so we got Jenny shopping list Girls which was just an excuse for Eileen Chaykin to get every director that she can on the show. That's all they did. They did. Jenny, kept ta- Jenny kept taking these, um... oh because Shaolin bought the rights but now they had to find a director. They had Gary Marshall on they had some other folks who I can't remember on. It was just her flying her director friends. They finally direct settled on a director played by Annabella Sciorora. I know I said her name wrong. But from Jungle Fever. That's all I know her from is from Jungle Fever. So they finally settled on her, who is a lesbian and who kind of flirting around with Tina, which of course, you know, gets Bet riled, even though Bet got a girlfriend. So whatever. The season ends with Tasha getting detailed back to Iraq, them having a party. I'm on the beach where they had Tashi Reagan. We love Tashi Reagan. Tashi Reagan was their friend who came and played music for them on the beach. Um, and Jenny sails away on a raft. We still don't know how Jenny sails away on a raft without nobody noticing. All right, now we in season five. Season five is where it officially starts going the fuck downhill. All right. The whole cast is involved with the filming of Les Girls. Um, Tina is the EP. Um uh, Shane is the hair
3: With person. No actual skills, but right.
1: I. right. Shane is the hair person. Um by this time. Um, what's her name? Alice is a big media celebrity and she's trying to get this job on this show called The Look. Uh, which is basically the read or one of them shows. The Reed, the View, Autumn Show, the same show. Um <laughs> it's more <like>
3: Girl Gang. <laughs> wait, wait, what? It's more like the show we have now called Girl Gang. What is that? It's much more Alice's beat you don't need to know, but it's bad. Oh, okay, if
1: it's bad, I don't want to know. I got enough. Yeah, awesome. Side note: I saw a clip the other day from the read with Lonnie Love and Tasha T- 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 Tamara, whichever one of the Marys is on there, trying to explain to the white people about the Holy Ghost. And then oh, Tamara gets trying- up and do the, and try to holy dance on the set. I oh my gosh, no! Listen. They really they trying to, to like, people. Lonnie is really explaining the Black Holy Ghost to the white people. And they're really, they like, yeah, really?
3: There's just some things, look, I'm in a sorority, my big and my twin and most of my
1: line are white girls. And there's just some things I will not explain to them. And the Black Holy <laughs> Ghost should be one of them. Because, you know, black, white people have taken over everything. We don't need them coming into the white, into the Black churches. We don't, we don't need it. We don't. But we let them see Black Panther. That's all they getting. That's it. So anyway, so the whole cast is involved in the filming of Les Girl. I don't have as many notes on season five because like I said, it's when it goes downhill. So we just gonna go for it. Um, I is this <laughs> like where the interns slept with Max? This is where, yes. So Max has left his job and he's now working for R-Chart because he, he came out as trans to help. Well, first he came out as trans to help a girl who was being discriminated against. And then when, then they ended up Discriminated against him when he went home from his so he goes home from his mother's funeral in the end of season four. Him and the intern go home for his mother's funeral, and that's what that is a very good story arc, I think. Um, in the sense that even though it shows, I've her, been the intern. You, you, I'm sure you have.
3: <laughs> I've been the like okay, look turns, dude. This is not my business, and I'm going to be slightly offensive, but like. You got some body issues that we need to work that we out because I want to sleep
1: with your body. Yeah, because he starts sleeping with the intern. And that's why he calls you shouldn't off his, do it. And yeah. that's why he calls off his top surgery. Because in the words of some crass person on the R-Chart site, his girlfriend liked his boobs. So he calls off his top surgery. Oh, that's some crap. <laughs> the, 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 everybody, every time they would read something from the, a comment from R-Chart, it was just hella transphobia. And there was actually, and I thought that I queued it up, but I guess I didn't. There was a scene where um, they, so um, Alice also has a podcast. I mean, you know, then a podcast is called Her Talking On Video. So she interviews Phyllis and Phyllis has her little book out where she's talking about all the lesbian terms that she's learned. And she says she doesn't know what the T in LGBT stands for and Alice says "It's saying, in LA, right. she said, it stands for tranny oh, oh and, and, really and, and, my God. and then Phyllis is like a tranny and she said, you know tranny like Max and then Max is oh, like oh. and then Max is like it, it means transgender and then like and everything all the body language and everything that Alice I'm glad you brought this up because I forgot and I really wanted to cover this because all of Alice's body language is so fucking dismissive of of max's identity is trans like oh you know just trans, you know like max, like, the max Show. blah blah and then max is like trying to explain like i'm transgender blah, blah blah and alice is looking like why the fuck are we even talking about this and then later on max actually writes a blog for the site and alice tells him that well i can give you a spot you know every once in a while in a little corner but you can't be with the gaspians and he's like, "Well, why? I thought our trial was for everybody." And he's like, "Yeah, but I mean, you know, this is for a, for lesbians. Sp- I don't forget exactly, what he said. but everything That's about what it Matt is just
3: racked up some some people." Yeah.
1: So let's see. So this is where it all goes downhill. Blah blah blah. blah, blah. The Diversity Olympics. So at this point, um, Bet and Tina are they still not together? They're still a divorced lesbian couple. But they are trying to get um, Angelica into a, into a preschool, and they're going back and forth at times because they're, you know, Tina is always saying that Bette is trying to pass on her neurotic controlling issues or overachiever, you know, tendencies that she got from her dad onto Angelica. So, let me see. So, this is where they're they're going to the preschools and they're going through all the different identities that they have to cover in order to get accepted into the preschool. Let's see. What else? Ah! Helena goes to jail. And we got to talk about this. Helena goes to jail because she, what did she do? She stole the money from Catherine because she finally figured out that Catherine is using her. She stole the money. She hid it. They never said how she got found. But she ends up in jail, and all the all the characters take their their opportunity to come visit her in jail, which was all weird. Was that am I the only person that that was weird too? All their trips to no, visit it her. Weird.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Why was it weird to y'all? Anyone
0: else? I mean, I just think the whole idea was weird. Like, it was never really explained how she got there. I mean, it just she just ended up in jail. I just thought the whole thing was weird.
3: I'm like, why was she so, like, cheerful and, like, top bitch in prison? Like, that's not how that would shake out <laughs> <one>. <laughs> She was. She was like, I didn't know what to do. It's like, girl.
1: <laughs> I, the thing that was problematic, not, I don't know if I want to call it problematic. I'm trying to stop using that word so much. Um, every, time that one of them, <laughs> oh, every time that one of them would come to visit her, it was like, showcasing their different personalities or the way that they would handle things and when it came to kit we back to the Wawa, the, the Wawa guitars and she come in you know being the here's a good a good thing about that there was a interview that Pam Greer did for one of my favorite documentaries it's called badass cinema and she's talking they're talking about you know identities during the black exploitation film and they talk about um the way that black women were portrayed not the not the ones that were sexualized well they were all sexualized but the ones that were more of the main characters and she was talking about how you know the films themselves with people like cleopatra jones and and foxy brown how they perpetuated a stereotype of a quote-unquote whoop your butt sister but they brought it mm-hmm. back in the L word. That's they like they brought her into the jail to be the whoop yo butt sister to explain to Helena how to survive jail.
3: It was bad, just just more bad. I mean, like out of any of them, Kit's probably the least removed from hard jail time. She might have been in a drunk tank, right?
1: <laughs> but you know, here's the thing: the complicated issue of Kit's blackness. So much of just the her lingo, you know, at the beginning, it was really, she was really super, like, black, like she lived in Lemur Park. Like, even her apartment looked like she lived in Leimert Park. Okay, but then there became points where her dialogue was written to, quote, unquote, be black. When she would say, oh, that's the bomb. Or like and she was just always saying stuff like y'all really want her to be black like black. Somebody's
3: out of touch auntie.
1: Yes. And she would always do it all
3: the time. And it's like it was it's like, like a, your auntie who claims she's from Atlanta, but she's really from like uh, three miles outside of Atlanta. Right. From Powder Springs. <laughs> she's from Powder Springs. She like Same it's ball. like
1: it was like written by I went to a feed the other day and this woman was trying to connect with the young people and she told it it's a white lady middle-aged white lady told him holla I said uh uh-uh, uh 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 tell her don't say that Ooh. shit no more and that's the kind of shit that don't Kit that. did all the time Kit was always snapping and rolling her neck and even when it comes down to them producing Les Girls they had the the, the actress playing the fake Kit doing that shit it's like y'all know y'all don't know what the fuck y'all doing
3: mm-hmm. um see
1: pretty messy we we covered the transphobia um season five was the season where it became a whole lot more apparent the transphobic issues and the way that they were actually dealing with um max's situations and max actually starts to date jody's interpreter um tom and you don't really see it much Oh, I know. He was a
3: fuck boy.
1: Tom is a fuck boy. And when we talk when we talked about the reason or the way that Tom left, Tom was a major fuck boy. But but Jody was kind of a before she met Bet, she apparently was too.
3: A fuck girl. This is true. Also, on a slight rewind, so we were talking about like the blackness of the show and the writing. What I find funny is that like one of the major for the L word was Gwyneth Turner Ooh. who slept with Tracy Chapman who's like the blackest of black you can get so I'm like did uh-uh. nothing rub off on you wait you said did she you, was the head like, writer like heavily wrote and contributed for the first two seasons officially but like was clearly ghostwriting for the rest of the seasons like very clearly you can tell when her writing was like apparent so it's like did you learn nothing you dated someone black, it does not make you perfectly black,
1: but like you should know better. I will say this she dated Tracy Chapman, and no diss to Tracy Chapman, but it explains their stylistic choices for Tasha. <laughs> Tracy Chapman pretty much was always just jeans and t
3: shirt, black jeans, black t shirt. She's a working class lesbian, let her live. <laughs> I
1: wanted, to <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to play this clip. Um, we talked about transphobia on display and the way that the women talk about Max. Um, this is the scene where, not where Tom meets Max, but when, when they out Max as being a trans man. So hold on one moment.
2: beautiful boy with the crystal blue eyes. Max? He's gay, right? Please tell me he's gay.
0: Uh.
2: (laughs) What? Something wrong with him?
0: No, he's very nice. Yeah, he's he's just, he's not gay anymore. Anymore.
3: (laughs) So he used to be gay. Well,
0: not exactly.
2: Well, not exactly.
3: He used to be a lesbian.
2: He's a
1: trans man. I was just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Y'all doing a little bit too much. Right. Like Y'all felt that y'all had to warn him. (laughs) There we go. It was very, there was times when it was very subtle. Yeah, there was times when it was very subtle, like, come on. Um. All right. So season five, we meet these strange characters called Don Denbo and her lover Cindy. Now, maybe somebody can confirm this for me or not. I heard that Don Denbo and her lover Cindy were supposed to be built off some real
3: people from the Miami scene. Has anybody
1: ever heard that?
3: Yes, I've been told that by multiple people, and no one knows if it's an urban legend or if it's true. But it's definitely
1: It's certainly been circ. Okay. So I knew that I wasn't crazy. But I guess we'll never, we'll never know. Don Dimbo and that's her lover Cindy. Well, special will come out in like five years. Right. So Don Dembo and her lover Cindy were supposed to be lesbian nightlife people who moved there from Miami. And they don't want to quote unquote compete with the planet. But then they do what people do. They go off and they have a, a threesome with Shane. And then Shane being Shane and them having sex with, with uh, the femme. Because clearly when you ask is this okay with your girlfriend. She's going to tell you the truth. Because you know that's smart. And so now they're in a turf war with Don Dimbo and her lover Cindy. And amongst the things that have happened, they released some rats into the planet and got it shut down. Um, they got Kit robbed um, at gunpoint and some other such things. And later on, well, when from the, what? Go ahead.
3: From what I heard, again in the club scene, slightly more potentially. It's another story I heard based on. Um, as the competition for a girl bar. That's also the story that I heard when it showed out.
1: Wait, say it again, because you cut out, it was a competition for girl bar.
3: Yeah, so like, girl bar was still a thing, but truck stop as like, attracted a different clientele, but they were trying to be like, competing things, and that's where Don Denbo came from, but that's just, we were at girl bar, or not at girl bar, at um, truck stop. Oh, Jesus. Okay. That's potentially part of the mythos
1: as well. All right. Well, I don't know. <laughs> so through the course of season five, they do start production on late girls. Um, But um, Alice also gets the job on the look where she finds out that they their job or they want her to out people because she had a the reason she got a job is she had a situation where they went to an elusive mansion party and she saw a black, of course, basketball player who was there. And then found out that he was a homophobe, and she outs him on the internet. Remember, this is in the early days of YouTube. Those parties
3: are real, by the way.
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure they are. Oh, I believe oh yeah, I'm yeah, and I want to be invited to one. Right. But oh, I'm sure they you are. Really, really
3: don't.
1: Um. So she gets a job at the Look. Um. There we meet the character Adele, who is a stalker fan, mm-hmm. who becomes, um, who did she becomes? Jenny's assistant. And we also meet the James Bond girl named Nikki, who is very hot in Hollywood and who becomes the star of Lay Girl. Um, and a lot of the season is around the irresponsible behavior between Jenny and and um and Nikki. And then eventually, after they have been outed, they all go on a Subaru Pink Ride, which is dedicated to Dana. Um, and that is where a lot of secrets are exposed, as generally happens on these type of trips. And that's when oh, I'm sorry, we missed the fact that Beth and Tina have been secretly sleeping around behind Jody's back. And on the Subaru pink ride, Jody finds out. Um, also, um, Shane has been sleeping around with Phyllis, his daughter. Because by this, because by this point, Paige her she has broken up with Paige because she figured he figured out that she can't be domestic, and Paige has burnt down wax, so but, wax is no more because Paige burned it down, which is the big lesbian moral of the story: stop sleeping around with people. <laughs> um, so a lot of it centers around lay girls, and also centers around Tasha's fight to stay in the military. Um, and she talks very passionately about how she separates her, her career in the military from her identity as a lesbian and her reasons for wanting to stay in the military, military. So that is season five. Um, season six, I mean, things happen in season six, but we are running short on time. Season six is all about the story arc around what happened to Jenny Schechter. So we're going to tie in these last two sections together because that is the ending who killed Jenny Schechter why the fuck does anybody care so through the course of at the end of don't care
0: we're glad that bitch
1: right at the end of season 5 Adele takes over production of lay girl after she blackmails Jenny when um, with a videotape of Jenny sleeping with Nikki because through the course of the seer of the season her management has been trying to pull her out because they don't want her to be in a lesbian film she's a star on the rise. and think it's going to kill her career so Adele takes a video of them on the Super Rute Pink ride and shows it to the management team and basically blackmails her way in the director's set. They ban Jenny from the set, and then eventually Adele bans Tina from the set because she does not trust Tina. Adele becomes completely different than who she was. She becomes this fierce bitch herself. Um, so by this time, now at the end of the season... Um, they have a party to sum up, or the wrap party for lay like, girls, and they find Jenny dead in a pool at Bet and Tina's house. No, that's not that. That's two different nights. That's how we start season six, finding Jenny dead in a pool at Bet and Tina's house. Um, but both Bet and Tina get job offers in New York that they have decided to take, and they are actually going to move away. This is after Bet rebuffed. Um, not Kelly Kapowski. What was her name from Saved by the Bell? Um, uh, oh, the
0: one who the
1: drugs. Yeah, the one. I'm so oh. excited, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse Spano shows up as as Bet's lost lesbian lover, and Bet oh, and Bet rebuffs her. <laughs> what? You don't
2: turn down. Um, excuse me. You didn't see. That daggone going show Showgirl, and showgirl <laughs> that's want to have sex with her. That's trash. She's, that was the
1: worst scene in the movie. I'm like, what, what are you doing? She what? swiftly rebuffs her. Um, some, I saw that pool scene. Some other things that happened, even though Lay Girls has now finished shooting, someone has stole the negatives or the master negatives so that they cannot um, issue it. They can't, you know, distribute it. And they have blamed Tina. So, Tina has now lost her job. Tina tries to talk to Jenny about it. Jenny claims that she didn't do it. That William, the hedge fund buyer that gave her initial control of the movie, has done it. So, that's a big thing. What's going on with Shane in season six? Oh, Shane is still sleeping with Molly. No, no, she's not. No, she's not. Shane was sleeping with Molly. Now, she's sleeping with Jenny. Ew, 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 ew. <laughs> ew. That whole storyline just gave me hives because it was such a codependent relationship. Everything about it, it was all about Shane taking care of crazy Jenny. It was weird and creepy. Did you guys have the same response? Oh, I'm sorry. I
2: um, unsubscribe with anything that involves Jenny, so no.
1: <laughs> Look, it's... And yeah, was Really? Jenny was
0: super fragile, playing and broken in, by season six, and very much so victim. And Shane was trying to be a super saver hoe.
1: She was. The whole season is Shane trying to be a super saver hoe. That's the whole season.
0: And in season six, isn't that where Max gets pregnant? Oh.
1: All right, people. Oh, let so me t- all right, guys, can you hear me now? Oh,
3: she got the mic. Yes, where okay. did you go?
1: Something happened with my mic. I don't know what happened. So I'm going to end up editing that. Ur-ur. Okay, so Max gets pregnant by Tom <laughs> because they've been having vaginal sex. And there's confusion. Yeah,
2: because we were sitting here like...
1: Wait. Yeah, and they and there was confusion because he says, I thought I couldn't get pregnant because I've been on T. But yes, he could. It turned mm. out, yes, he could. Yeah. So, and it gets um, yeah. it gets really clunky because then they go out to the club and, you know, they're fighting in the club and then Tom leaves Max as a single parent. And then it gets clunky because, oh, fuck, Jenny this whole season is fucking with everybody now. Like, just fucking with everybody's life. So Jenny starts going on these tirades all the time about, you know, him being a pregnant woman and, you know, embracing being a woman. And this isn't the first time because Kit... Kit had this role in season three, which is I always tell people a story about when Kit gives the the what I call the turf speech to Max about being a um not giving up the precious um thing of being a woman, and so again it comes back in six season six in the form of Jenny, who is now she throws him she throws him a bridal I'm sorry a baby shower. But she spends the whole time talking about him as a pregnant lady. And he keeps telling her, I'm a pregnant, I'm going to be a dad. I'm a pregnant man, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, the whole time, I'm sitting here like, y'all shouldn't be doing this. It sounds like one of y'all writers picked this up out of a tabloid and made this whole shit up. (laughs) It sounds like they took a a pregnant man story from TMZ and just like went. That's when I think the transphobia got unbearable for most people was the was Max's storyline in season six. Do you would you guys agree?
0: Most definitely. I mean like, absolutely as deep into the LGBT scene and culture as they were, they were completely insensitive to the T of the LGBT.
1: Right. Yeah. They as writers and as well I mean the characters come from the writers, so so right. that happens in season six. What else happens? Helena reemerges so, apparently, what happened to her was she, was she got bailed out in season five. She got bailed out of jail by her mom. Her and her lover went to a deserted island somewhere with the money that she had stole from Catherine. So, her mother is now sick and on her deathbed. Helena re-emerges. Her mom gives her back full control of the money. Um, at this point, Don, Dimbo, and Cindy have tracked down Ivan Acock. Remember, Ivan from season two was the one that gave Kit the money to buy the planet. Ivan mm-hmm. only rule was to be a silent partner because Kid had broken his heart. We do see Ivan again in season four, I think. I think season four, maybe season five, we see Ivan again, and we find out that Ivan had a, a whole another girlfriend the whole time that he was dating Kid. Because Ivan was Polly, uh, which they didn't, they didn't no. even touch that Polly. Cause yeah, right. they didn't touch that. So, but Don Dimbo and Cindy have tracked down Ivan and have bought control of the planet. So Helena comes back with her money and buys both the planet and Don Dimbo's bar and they turn it into a club now called the Hit Bar. So now you don't see them at the planet. That's another jump the shark moment. And shows always do that. When they're in their last season on their last legs, they always move from the the main, the what they call the main stage of the of the show to some other place. Because now they're not at the planet all the time. Now they're at the hit bar all the time. Um <laughs> So that happens. Let me see what else happens. Um, Ben and Tina have decided to adopt again. And they go to Laughlin, Nevada to meet a birth mother, a potential birth mother. But it turns out her her family is white racist trash. So that don't work out. Max begs them at the baby shower to adopt. it. That's just what got, what got confusing. They couldn't find a baby. Max wanted them to have his baby. But they wouldn't take it. Mm. It was weird. It didn't make sense. Jenny steals Alice's movie script idea and sells it. So now so now she on the outs with Max for c- continually calling him a pregnant woman. She on the outs with Tina because even though Tina won't admit it, she she knows that um that Jenny she, must have stole his <laughs> negative. She on the outs mm-hmm. with Bet because she she tried to tell um Tina that Bet, I don't think she ended up telling Tina, but she accused Bet of sleeping around with Jesse Spano. So she on the outs with Bet for trying to ruin their relationship. And now she on the outs with um Ouch. with Alice for stealing the movie script. So Jenny, I'm sorry, oh. Alice and, and and Tasha end up so by this time Tasha has gone through a whole trial, which we totally glossed over for good reason because it was a crazy trial. She decided to go ahead and let herself get court-martialed, so she's no longer in the military. She's going into the police academy. But now her and Alice are in a throuple with the girl from the, the gay and lesbian club. Not gay and lesbian, the gay and lesbian center in L.A. And they, they put together a dance marathon to raise money for the center. Meanwhile, at the hit bar, Kit and Helena have gotten a new DJ called Sunset Boulevard, who was a drag performer. And it turns out that Sunset Boulevard, who is a drag performer, but is a straight man, is in love with Kit and hits on Kit and they become a couple.
0: Mm -hmm. I remember that. That was funny. Yeah, I remember that too. I was like, wait.
1: Huh? Okay. (laughs) Did it come out of nowhere? But you like,
2: huh.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, I guess
2: for some people, that is a job. And that's it.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing that came out of nowhere was just first she was with she was sleeping around with Rock. You know, I you know, Charles Dunn. She's sleeping around with Rock, who's a married man. Huh? Then she starts sleeping with Angus. Ooh. Then she was by herself. And now for five minutes, because literally only five minutes, this literally happens the second to last episode of the show. She gets with Sunset Boulevard. So, okay, that's nice. Um, they have a dance marathon where Alice and and uh I forget her name tasha and the girl in the triple are salt and pepper that was interesting <laughs> and so finally we get to the finale so bet and tina are going to be moving to new york new york and alice wants tina wants tasha to make a, a decision about her relationship whether they're going to stay together or she's going to get with the girl jamie um Jenny ha- is putting together this video to say goodbye to Ben and Tina. So all the characters from over the years do this video. Oh, la la la. They all do this video to say goodbye to Ben and Tina. Meanwhile, all the ties are getting tied up. They find um Tina finds no. I'm sorry. Shane finds the negatives for Les Girl in the attic because of course Jenny fucking did it. Of course she did it. Jenny fucking did it. Of course she did. And then. Someone finds Jenny dead in the pool, and they are all get. They we end the show with them all getting whisked away to the police station to give their, um, their statements about Jenny's death. The end of the L word. <laughs> Just some interesting notes about the end end of the L word. It was rumored and I was, have never been able to substantiate this as well, but it, it does float around the internet several places, that when they did the Who Killed Jenny Schechter storyline, that Eileen Shaken's initial idea was to have a show about lesbians in prison. So they always say that she had the original idea for Orange is the New Black before, but for whatever reason, it never came to fruition. Um, if you go on YouTube, they do have the the... Um, interviews, the interrogations of all the characters, but it don't really mean nothing. It don't solve nothing. There's never been an answer as to who killed Jenny Schechter. Although some people hypothesize that Alice killed Jenny Schechter and that the show in jail was going to be about her time in prison. Mm. The end. So now that we have completely wrapped up the entire series of The L Word, I would like to get final thoughts on the series as a whole. First, starting with Lucy.
0: I think as a whole, if I put myself back in the time the original airing of The L Word, it was fun. It was lively. It was nice to see lesbian representation. And I enjoyed it. If we fast forward to who I am now and I try to watch it, I am searching for reasons of why did I like it in the first place? (laughs) And I and going forward with this new reboot I am praying that they get some people of color on the writing staff and that there is more relevant representation of LGBT life as we stand today because if they don't it will
1: not be watched and they know that people are going to talk in this era now social media and blogging for real oh we ready to talk all the shit are we going to drag you yeah yeah we ready Stephanie, what is your final summation of the series? Our resident Kit Porter.
2: Um, (laughs) (laughs) To redo this show, please do not do it for eyes like mine. Uh, Okay. Do not, well, no. Do not do it for straight eyes.
1: Okay, I get that. Don't.
2: It's like, don't do it for us. Don't try to dumb it down because we so stupid that we don't know nothing. We I know we stupid. I get it. We stupid. But um yeah, be, be more authentic, cause you know, as much as I love the fashion of the L word, um, and I love seeing uh excuse me, any reason for me to see Foxy Brown on a screen, I am going to be here for. So that yeah. is what drew me in. So yeah. I love it for what it was, but I know how whew, problematic is. A, I know it's a word we're just trying to stop using, but how problematic it was for people who don't have eyes like mine. Got it. <laughs> for it, it, you know, it's like yeah, it probably wasn't the best representation for queer folks. It, I'm pretty sure. Um, but they sure did dress nice.
1: They, they well, look. They did. I mean.
2: they sure they dress nice that was my that's my takeaway
1: that's a good Um, takeaway be be problematic
2: but make it fashion
1: that's what it was (laughs) well i guess my final summation is similar to both of y'all's like i kept ever since they started mentioning this idea of a reboot i like i have posted incessantly on facebook the world is not i think i wrote a whole article about it on my medium page about, like, the world does not need another L word. We don't need another L word. We don't need another... Well, but it's not that we don't need another L word. It's just that we need it to be... We're in a different time now. Um, We need it to be done better. I think that the L word tried to... You know, because there were no other besides queer-ass folk... There were no other LGBTQ shows. I think <laughs> their major failing or why they failed, well, two reasons why they failed. Number one, because they didn't have nothing but but queer white women in the writer's room, except for, yeah, they didn't have, clearly, I mean, they must have had some POC, but POC don't always translate into representing POC, if you know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. you know, they tried, to, they tried to cover all their bases and they just weren't equipped to do it. And I'm like, if you're gonna do it again, I would love to see when I say go back to seasons one through three, like the original soul and heart was to just, just show the community. You don't have to, aside from making sure that you are that you are being authentic in representation and not making your characters problematic. I mean, we're gonna know that if these are rich white women in West Hollywood, they probably are not, um, they probably not interacting with black folks that went to the catch. They're not. They're not, they're not, they're not, they're not. They're not. So some of the things that you can do is do, like we said, Ryan Murphy did. And I don't know. Do you want to create another show? Do you want to have episodes? Do you want to have one character that does uh, sometimes go to the catch and then document them? Don't bring them to your white ass shit in West Hollywood. Well, the catch is not there anymore. But you know what I mean? Figure out better ways to do better. You're because you're not going to you're not going to be able to bring the whole world into the planet. The whole world is not going to go to the planet. Sometimes you had, that's the whole thing to me with, you know, having characters that re- represent diverse views. Sometimes they have to go outside of the, of their own existence. They have to go outside of what they know. And that's the only way that you're going to get characters with authentic representation or a show with authentic representation. Figure out, listen to people like us. And there's articles all over the Internet that's talking about all the problems with the last three seasons of the L Word or last two seasons. Go just look at them. Look at the problems that you need to reconcile. If, if, if all they did was reconcile the the ep, or the stuff that people have said is wrong, just reconcile that. Don't do nothing new. Just reconcile that. Then I think that they would they would be much better for it. So
0: here, 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 here.
1: That, right. my friends, is the L-word. As I've said, the C dub show will be in Dinah for um this year's dinosaur. Um we're not we were we did a giveaway so unfortunately a lot of people did miss the giveaway um but we will be there with different signage you get to meet at least myself I'll be I mean I am the C Dub show so <clears throat> and we'll also <laughs> we'll also after that be posting different pictures of the folks that we do get to talk to and meet
0: and you're totally taking
1: I'm totally taking who
0: you're taking me,
1: Lucy. Well, Lucy, you're welcome to come. It's I will be I can't there this year.
0: Go no, next
1: year. Oh, next year. Okay, you can come next year. That's fine. Stephanie, you're welcome to come as well.
0: It's, on the West Coast,
2: West
1: Side. Yeah, exactly. You're welcome to come. We we like it. You know, we like having our alley friends and our kit porters. You know, with us.
2: Ah, yes, I will be kit porter.
1: <laughs> All right, so Lucy, where? Can the people find you in the interwebs?
0: Ooh, they can find me either um, on Instagram at qualified Lucy or at Phenomenal Girls Travel, my nonprofit.
1: All right. And Stephanie, where can people find you and the Mocha Menace podcast in the interwebs?
2: Okay, so you can find me on Twitter at sunny twot that. That's S-U-N-N-Y-T-W-O-T-E-T-H-A-T. You can find the Mocha Minutes podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and CastBox, or any podcast chase catcher you have. You can find the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mocha Minutes.
1: And you can, as always, find The C-Dub Show across all social media platforms at The C-Dub Show. That includes Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find me on Instagram as The Nocturnal Project and on Twitter as C-Dub The Host, um, as well as on Facebook as Dub Carolyn or Carolyn R. Weisinger. Um, make sure that you do visit our main network page, which is SSMPodcast.com. Or if you want to go straight to The C-Dub Show, you can visit us at TheCDubShow.com. And make sure that you are following and s- subscribing. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spreaker. And please support the podcast on our main page on SSNpodcast.com. There is a donation tab where you can k- click on to help support both the Say Something Nice podcast and the C-Dub show. And that, my friends, is our long-awaited, often-talked-about, and not-until-now-recorded retrospective of the L Word. By the time you hear this, this might be two episodes. We have been talking for three hours and 40 minutes now. I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. So make sure you're subscribing so you'll know if this is one episode or two. All right. So thank you again. Also thank you to Mackenzie who had to log off. Thank you, Mackenzie, for you know sharing your time with us today. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you, Stephanie. And we will see everyone in the interwebs later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.
0: Nations, variations,
2: nations, deviations.
0: You know, mother nature rules us all. The C Dub Show.